Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to Dudes on Hockey Podcast. I'm Mike. That's Doug. It's Brian Lurg Day, dude. It is? It's Brian Lurg Day. Everybody get their lurgs out. Lurgs out? That sounds vaguely risque. Get your lurg out. Okay. Shake it. <laughs> I did not expect that as a start to the podcast, I have to admit. <laughs> Expect the unexpected. I, yeah. It, speaking of unexpected, you're wearing a tie, dude. I know. Well, I came directly from work. Wow. You I must know. have a really important job. I do. I do. That's good. I You're am molding young minds. I am an important persona <laughs> in the world of arts. Of, of the arts. Sure, dude. Sure. Who I'm not is Brian Lurk, who is, you know. Most of us aren't. Tearing it up in seven minutes of action a night, making a huge impact, really caught your eye. Right. I think you texted right before the Carolina game. You said Brian Lurg. And then I literally had to check the stats after the game to see if Brian Lurg played because he was that unnoticeable. And you were very upset at your mystery puck, who you got. Mm-hmm. Who'd you get? Alex Stalock. And my response to you was, could have been worse, could have been Brian Lurg. <laughs> That's true. That's what I said. That's... You know, so could have been worse. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Great. Lurgan it. Lurgan it, dude. Well, anyways, I mean, that takes us definitely into one of our topics in terms of the Sharks' depth again being tested and being exposed. You know, they seem to have been able to survive injuries to Couture, Donskoy, Carlson, then Ben Smith goes down, and then there becomes a, a rotation of AHL forwards. A lot of these guys you know, journeyman players like McCarthy, Lurg, Haley coming up, mm-hmm. playing seven minutes, doing nothing. And, uh, you know, they they seem to have uh, cast Goldobin aside for the moment. Yeah. You know, or at least maybe not to play that kind of role. But since we recorded, the Sharks have gone one and two, dude. Uh, Yes, that's yes. right. Uh, In in a way, this week is sort of the opposite of last week. The last week, the Sharks started great and then ended on a down note, losing to the Islanders. And then since we recorded, it's been sort of the opposite. The Sharks went on a sort of a kind of a rough little two-game skid. Two-game skid? Well, not including the Islanders. Yeah. I mean, I I They went on a skid, and then they perked up with a Carolina win, dude. Yeah. It's hard to get excited about the Carolina win, dude, because Carolina is just terrible. Yeah, I mean they're they're, they're terrible, and um, I, mean, I wasn't at that game, but but it seemed like they they kind of let Carolina linger a little bit, dude. They did. They didn't. They didn't exactly stomp on them when they were down. There were a couple moments where the Sharks took penalties at the wrong time, let them back in the game. Um, but of course, we would be remiss if we didn't mention Joel Ward's hat trick, which of course, which really everybody around me at the time was was actively vocalizing for. As soon as Joel Ward had two goals, which was in the first period, 
everyone's like, Joe Ward, hat trick, Joe Ward, hat trick. And like every time Joe Ward had the puck, everyone's like, oh, hat trick. Oh, everyone's like so excited. And then it was seriously, there were moments where it, it, it felt like playoff electricity. Right. When Joe Ward got the hat trick, like everyone was so happy. I was a little hoarse after the game <laughs> from yelling. Like I was so excited. It's fun when Joe Pavelski gets a hat trick. It's even more fun when a guy like Joel Ward gets a hat trick who, you know, is a, kind of a. A character guy, a borderline, you know, second line, third line guy gets a hat trick. You you love seeing guys like that hit the stat sheet in a big way. And he's been real good. I mean, he's been great. It's, you know, Paul Martin, when he's been in the lineup, I mean, is it not true? The Sharks are undefeated with Paul Martin in the lineup. And without him, they're 0-3. That Correct. is true. That is so uh, Paul Martin is Superman, and I think that we've all decided that. <laughs> yes. Uh, but clearly he makes a difference, and the defensive depth of this team is uh, poor. Yes. When Brendan Dillon has to slide up into a top four role, and the Sharks are forced into playing Tennyson with either Mueller or DeMello, mm-hmm. it's no bueno. You know, yeah. it does not work out well for the Sharks. I'm just pulling up the stats. Tennyson only played 1439 against Carolina. So he wasn't out there that much. But yes, he's on the ice. And, I, you know, certainly the Tennyson and Dylan pairing, uh, Dylan played 1809, is, is better to watch than to see Dylan up with Brent Burns, which is what we talked about some last week. And, and when Paul Martin comes back, then Brent Burns is free to roam. Right. And I think you look at the even strength minutes, dude, and, and, it, and it's pretty telling in terms of Tennyson played 1340, and Dylan, his partner, played almost 18 minutes. So, you know, Dylan's playing four-plus minutes without him, which means probably the third period, mm-hmm. Tennyson didn't play. Right. And uh, that's just a guess. We're not looking at the shift sheet, but that's a guess. And even Tennyson got some power play time probably at the end of a power play. Um, also, just a guess. Yeah, you got 49 seconds of power so, play So, you know, um, they don't have a sixth defenseman that they really trust. And the good teams usually do. So um, mm-hmm. that's a weak spot right now. And mm-hmm. when you're forced to play that guy more than he should be, and then you're playing a guy who shouldn't be playing at all, that's a weakness, dude. Right. But you know, and Brian Lurg, nine and, right. That that sort of fourth line weakness is becoming evident again. You know, it seemed like it might not be that big of a problem at the beginning of the year. We were sort of praising, oh well, you know, Mike Brown and uh, Goudreau, and you know, I think Tierney was down there centering that line to start mm-hmm. the year, right? And uh, but now. Uh, Mirko Mueller was a scratch, by the way, against Carolina. And uh, now, now that we have uh, Don Scoy was out, um, and Melker Carlson still out, and of course Logan Couture is out, and Ben Smith, and Ben Smith is out. Um, now these guys that we liked as fourth line players, like Chris Tierney and Barkley Gaudreau, they're now being asked to take on a different role. They're now being asked to play third line minutes or penalty kill minutes, dude. What are you doing, dude? It's, it's this is the worst, dude. Just take this it is, further no, away, dude. It's terrible. I'm gonna hold it. Okay, that's fine. Because it's getting a shot of your chest. Oh, 
But I'm wearing my cool Metallica. It is cool, dude. This this might be. That's why there's only four people watching right now. Is it really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. So before we move on, we have to talk about the pull the plug number. If we drop below a certain number, when do we stop this stupid periscope? No. No, don't get this close. Now you want to go down to three, two? I, I'm just doing what they're asking, dude. Uh, they ask, get real close. <laughs> Stink guy? That's right. Well, you got four people watching. Dude. You okay. do whatever they say. Dude, if we drop below a certain number, where, where, when, do we, when do we call this experiment a dud? We pull the plug at zero. If there's one person watching, dude, we give them what they want. Okay, we'll talk about this again next week. <laughs> Uh, I don't agree to your terms. But anyways, dude. Anyway, dude, I was I was talking about the fact that you have Chris Tierney and Barkley Goudreau, who might be good, average, or even above average fourth line players, but you ask them to play in different roles and above their really slotted position, and all of a sudden you're seeing John McCarthy and Brian Lurg, and the Sharks look like a team with holes. And and I think a lot of teams would be in a very similar position should they have lost their second-line center and sure. last year's top-line winger and et cetera. So are the Sharks doing an awesome job filling in? I wouldn't say that, but you know they beat Carolina. They're supposed to be beat Carolina. They beat them right. by three. Yeah, I mean, dude, how, I, how upset can we be about I, it? I think what I'm concerned about is the bigger picture, like the long-term like season script is, you know, the sharks, they don't have draft picks to trade and they don't really have young talent to trade. So what are they going to do if they get into another situation like this? They just kind of have to ride it out with the McCarthy's and Lurgs of the world. And then we see what happens. They lose games by a combined 14 to four, you know, and yeah, that's not good. Like, that's terrible. So it's concerning that, you know, I mean, DW paid a high price to get, uh, you know, Martin Jones. And, you know, I think Martin Jones is a good player. You know, when he's got good D in front of him, when he didn't have good D in front of him, he was uh, fairly mortal, you know. Sure. So, as every goalie is. As no every goalie would be. So uh, the Nashville game tomorrow, I think, is going to be interesting. Nashville's playing real well. I think they're 6-1-1. One, and one. So uh, they seem to be playing pretty confident. They're scoring a lot, you know, which is not typical Nashville character. So Last year they scored. Yeah. I mean, so this new uh, Peter LaViolette, uh, new sexier Nashville, dude. <laughs> uh, how will the Sharks do against them? Donskoy back, you know, Ben Smith back. That will help. You know, the the lines will be more solidified. But will it be enough to beat a team that is a playoff team in Nashville? I mean, yeah. it, it'll be a good it'll be a real good test, actually. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. And, and it's always good to see a guy like Philip Forsberg who was did he win the Calder last year? He was certainly a favorite to win. I can't I didn't look it up. Don't know. Maybe somebody on on Periscope knows. Or they can Google it for us because we're in the middle of recording. But uh you know, no, see, see, no, Ekblad won the call. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry. Um, so, you know, see a guy like Phil Forsberg and, of course, Shea Weber and, and those guys. It's always good to see those guys. And Seth Jones. I mean, and yeah. they've got James Neal. I mean, who's tearing it up right now. I mean, that top line, your favorite guy, Mike Ribeiro. Oh, God. I uh, Mike you know, they're playing very well. I mean, and, and they seem to have a little bit of momentum. So how will the Sharks match up against them tomorrow on home ice? I mean, that's a team that you expect... 
If the Sharks are going to be a good team, they need to beat Nashville on home ice. Like, they need to beat them. So, uh, will they beat them, dude? I don't know. One more note on the Carolina game. It was funny. I actually listened to last week's episode uh, yesterday or the day before, and we talked about how this should probably be the beginning of the Eddie Lack era, and Eddie Lack was chased from the game because he gave <laughs> up like four goals on 13 shots. Yeah, aren't you glad that we didn't get Eddie Lack and Kevin Bieksa? Yes. How Are you getting as much joy from the Ducks being terrible? Oh, yeah. As anything else? I don't know if I could get more joy out of it, to be honest with you. I'm getting They're maximum They're so bad. Amount. See, what what's going on tonight? Okay, so they... they they can't score at all, right? Let's see. Are they how they do tonight, dude? How they do? Listeners are loving this. They lost 4 to 3 in Dallas. So, nice. I mean, I know we're not talking about the Sharks right now, but you got to figure Bruce Boudreaux doesn't have a lot of rope. Yeah. And since, and they, there's already rumors that Randy Carlyle is going to come back to, to oh Anaheim. Oh my gosh, dude. That that's the rumor. I swear. That can't be. It's I Who said that? I, I saw it on Puck Daddy, I swear. No. I swear to God. This is, I mean, like, if you're Bruce Boudreaux, you are uh, puckered like a lemon right now because, <laughs> not because I wouldn't be afraid of Randy Carlisle. I'd be afraid of uh, that former Ottawa Senators coach that's sitting on your bench, Paul McLean. Yeah. Sitting right there. Right. You know, um, and he's got a mean mustache, Paul McClane. He does. I mean, I God, they can't possibly bring back Randy Carlisle. I don't know. Someone mentioned the Ducks blew a three nothing lead, so they lost. They were up three nothing, and they lost four Ooh, to three. Does Boudreaux get canned tomorrow? It's possible with that result. Wow. It is possible. Wow. Mm. Actually, I think uh, I think our uh, watcher slash listener from Australia joined, and he said, "Nice tie, dude." Thank you. So, thank anyway, you very much. Um, so, dude, let's let's move on to uh, more generalized uh, sharks uh, topics. I know I want to I want to do a little bit of um, stuff about advanced stats. I, I'm not going to go too long about it because I can see the camera already starting to droop slightly. But uh, I did want to talk a little bit about something that I saw and thought was interesting. One is that Patrick Marlowe has the worst plus minus on the team. Is that right? I think Patrick Marlowe has the worst plus minus on the sharks right now, and it's really do I look surprised? You don't look surprised. No. Mm, all right. I'm trying to figure out what that look is. Is that indigestion? Are you yeah. gassy? Yes. Is it gas? It's gas. Oh. Um, anyway. Which is the same look as surprise. It's, it's gas, isn't it? <laughs> uh, anyway. Statistics, dude. I'm going Statistics. to... Statistics. I clicked on it, dude. My internet connection is terrible today. It's probably because I'm using it all up with this stupid periscope. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, Patrick Marlowe has, is a minus three... And it's the worst plus minus on the team. So I was trying to figure this out, and I was talking to a friend of mine, and he said, yeah, Marlo looks like crap. And then I started to look at some advanced stats, as I sometimes do. And I'm looking specifically at a uh, huge table of uh, numbers, as you can see on Periscope, which is fascinating. Uh, anyway, so but I'm looking specifically at a statistic called Corsi 4 percentage, which means uh, what is the percentage of shots directed at the opposing net versus your own net. What is the percentage? Are you directing 60% of the shots? Are you taking 60% of the shots? Or are you giving up 60% of the shots? So you want a higher number here. You want a higher number. And, you know, 100 is the obviously the most because then you're taking 100% of the shots and you're not giving up any. And so 50% obviously is right in the middle because it means you're in the zone 
more often if it's over 50 and you're in your own zone more if it's right. under 50. So we're looking at who is leading the team. Okay, right now, Logan Couture is leading the team, although he is out. Okay, he has a, a Corsi 4 percentage of 65%, which is out of this world high and a number that you really only get if you only played three games, which Logan Couture has. But number two on the team is Patrick Marlowe with 57%. So I have to conclude uh, from this that Patrick Marlowe is actually rather unlucky. And if we look at a different stat uh, that also correlate what a lot of people think is, is luck related, which is a stat called PDO. PDO is the sum of the save percentage when you're on the ice for your goalie plus the save percentage of the uh, opposing goalie or what's no, your shooting percentage plus save percentage. Anyway, it's around a hundred uh, around a hundred percent is, is pretty normal. And Patrick Marlowe's is the lowest on the team. Uh, not counting um, Dylan DeMello, who's only played two games. So Patrick Marlowe has, has been on the ice for a pretty bad shooting percentage by the sharks and a pretty high shooting percentage by the other team. So, uh, that means Patrick Marlowe is actually playing pretty well, and which was a surprising uh, interpretation that I did not expect, dude. So uh, from your eyes and watching the games, what do you think of Patrick Marlowe so far? Is ha- Has he been noticeable? Has he been invisible? Has he been the Patrick Marlowe that we expected to rebound this season? Or do you have an opinion? Dude, dude, dude. Huh? Oh, gosh. You done talking about stats, dude? I'm done, dude. <laughs> um, I uh, I'm surprised. Actually, I would concur that my analysis, just by being a stupid fan, was that he's playing a crap. You know, um, but in, in this case, you know, these numbers maybe give him a little bit of uh, leeway. But I, I, you know, it's typical Marlowe to me. Like he started off on fire. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Remember that season he had two goals in the first four games. He had eight <laughs> goals in four games. Right. I mean, he that was last year. Was it? Last Wasn't it last year? Or I thought it might have been the lockout season. Uh, well, I mean, he started off. He started off well this year too. I mean, he started yeah. off well, and then he's just sort of disappeared a little bit in terms of being on the stat sheet. So, um, yeah, dude. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I, I think. What are realistic expectations for Marlowe at this point in his career? You know, his speed is not the same, you know? Yeah. And, you know, a guy who's been counted on to be a very strong defensive player, is he capable of filling that role on a nightly basis against younger, faster players that he's matching up against on that second line? I don't know. I mean, he's not drawing that responsibility of being a center anymore. Right. But now he's playing with a very un, unproven center in, in Tomas Hurdle. So, right. Um, who's been doing okay. He's been doing okay. Yeah. So, I mean, he's over, he's got an over 50% Corsi percentage. Right. Playing on the second line as a center, and he hasn't played a lot of that. You know, I think he's getting helped out by, by Joel Ward quite a bit, whose Corsi is, is higher. Um, but, you know, it's it's hard to say who's being helped by whom here. I mean, the the only other if if we go down the list of that particular stat, the only other one that really sort of jumps out at me is that Tommy Wingles is actually fairly low. He's under forty five percent. So Tommy Wingles doesn't appear to be having a very good season so far, at least in terms of puck possession. Although mm. he did have a pretty decent goal here, and and I you know we're looking for him to make a rebound. He he should be he should be better than that. I right. Think. But but if you look at these numbers, dude. 
mean, Paul Martin is at 48%. Right. That's, which a, is, that's surprising which as well. Which is weird. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I think the proof is in the the evidence yeah. of what happened when Paul Martin wasn't playing. Right. I mean, the Sharks were, were terrible. Yes. You know, especially Absolutely. in their own end. So, um, makes me wonder... There's maybe how much you should put into these numbers, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly one number never gives you the whole picture. And if you try to find one number that tells you everything, then there's always going to be biases in there. So it's, you know, it's a good, like, back of the envelope kind of stat if you want to see who's really doing well and who's not. But as you said, it really doesn't tell you everything. I mean, certainly there's a lot of stuff that's not surprising. Of course, Joe Thornton and Joe Pavelski near the top and. Uh, ben Smith and Mike Brown near the bottom. I mean, these are, these are not big surprises, right? Uh, and you know the, the the usual suspects doing well. So uh, you know it's good to see all that stuff. And and I don't think there's anything else. And I think that's plenty of a long stats discussion. Don't you don't you agree? Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Dude, do we have any questions, or do we yeah. have any questions from Periscope, dude? As we look for questions. Okay, I'm going to let you drive that while I look for questions. I know we do have. Um, some good uh, questions here. We have stuff from Landis. Uh, Landis just discovered he's a new listener. He discovered the podcast just a few weeks ago. Um, he wants to know where Melker Carlson fits in upon his return. And so if Melker Carlson is healthy, 100% tomorrow, dude, where does he slot? It's a good question. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, like I... I think it's going to depend on how Donskoy does when he plays this week. Like, I mean, I, if is he going to be back in the lineup for sure? Do we know that? Well, that's what I read. Okay. Smith and Donskoy practiced today, so okay. Okay. and they returned a bunch of those guys to the Barracuda. So I think I, if we're reading the tea leaves, Donskoy and Ben Smith will be back tomorrow. But where does Carlson play? I mean, that's a good, you know, a good question. I mean, does he take? Uh, Matt Nieto's spot on mm-hmm. the third line, mm-hmm. you know, and push Nieto down to the fourth line. You know, Nieto's maybe a little more physical than Carlson. Maybe that's what happens. Not like Nieto's been okay, but I mean, he's not been great. So that might be where he goes. Yeah. I mean, I my first inclination would, see, would be Carlson had great results on the top line with Pavelski and Thornton. You just plug him right back there because it's not that Donskoy is now an old hand in that position. Sure, but Donskoy, I mean, Donskoy kind of earned the... I mean, this is a new coach, right? So I don't know if he's going to do that to Donskoy. I think Carlson has zero credit with with Pete DeBoer. He's got zero. If it was McClellan still here and you're waiting for your guy, like this guy was his guy, like he played great for half a season, then then you'd see Carlson maybe just plug and play right there. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think Carlson's going to have to work his way back into the lineup and he's going to have to prove that that wasn't a fluke. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, what's he going to be like when he plays this year? We'll see. I mean, Donskoy's probably also got, you know, just a few cracks at it before they toss it someone else's way. Also, he also says two to three years from now, how does Melker Carlson compare to Matt Nieto? I, mm-hmm. I would love to answer that question at the end of the season. Cause I think this season is going to be absolutely critical in the careers of both players. And Nieto, if he continues his current trajectory, won't even be in the league in two to three years. Whereas Milko Carlson could be a top six forward. Yeah, I it's hard to, to predict I, at this I point. I agree with that. I mean, or it could easily be the other way around. It could I mean, be. We've seen flashes from Nieto. You know, I would love to see him. 
you know, kind of turn it on. And, and I like that, you know, he's getting some playing time, you know, with tyranny and, you know, I, we've seen good chemistry between those two players. I hope they give him a shot, you know, just kind of stick it out with them a little bit, but yeah. I mean, Nieto took a step back next last year. No question. Right. So right. we'll see. Is he James Shepard 2.0? <laughs> Dude, you're the GM better stop cap while Martin is out. Although Martin's back. Would you promote Mueller or try to sign Irwin to a deal for the minimum? Is that a question? Ooh. Wow. Um, <laughs> there is, I see 0.0 reason why you would ever put Matt Irwin on an yeah. NHL roster ever again. Um, there's yeah. no reason. I would go and get somebody else other than Matt Irwin. I'd go right. and find, there's, there's free agents out there. They're <laughs> looking for a job. I'd go get one of them. I mean, the fact that Matt Irwin was waived by Boston after two games yeah. is pretty disturbing, you know, and we've seen the good and bad with him for sure. And there was some good at times, but uh, Matt Irwin was mostly a disaster in his own end. And I would definitely go with Mirko Mueller. Yeah. Dude, do, do you think the Sharks could, any shark could dunk a basketball? Um, yeah. Really? Yeah. I'd say there's no chance. Joe Thornton. He's only 6'4". You've got to have some serious hops to be able to jump a bas- dunk a basketball, even at that height. Joe Thornton. I'm going to take the under on that one. I think nobody. Martin Jones. Th- Mar- Martin Jones is that tall, right? Maybe Brent Burns. He has Wookiee strength. Brent Burns. That's a good one. That's Let's a good see. one. Um, Pete DeBoer. <laughs> you never never know. He's scrappy. Yeah, someone <laughs> says Burnsy. I, you know. I, I just, I don't see anybody. That's something you train for. I don't think that's something you can just do. Dude, we got like a million great topics from, from Greg. Okay, well, let's go down the list. I don't know if we should hit all of them. Because let's hit them all. Because we'll be let's here quick for hits. three hours. Okay, dude, I'll ask you one, and then you ask me one. All right? All right. No, I can't read this. No. Dude, okay, some of this we t- Put your glasses about. on. Dude, Skip the ones that aren't, uh, aren't, aren't applicable anymore, because I know we're a couple, we're a little late. Okay. Um... Dude, uh, what do you think about Sidney Crosby still underperforming? He's he's the first or second best player in the league. It's going to happen. It, it, he's going to come back. You know, the, I, of course, you know the Penguins were a pick of mine, so of course they got to suck. I think that's just like an NHL rule, right? They, they all say, you know, hey, who did Mike draft? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna blow chunks. <laughs> that's that's what we're gonna do. Dude, Dougie Hamilton struggling in Calgary. Yeah, but even though they signed his brother, did you see that new... I know. Uh, well, that, evidently, that's why he wanted out of Boston. That's why he wanted out of Boston. They wanted him to sign his brother? What is this, the Sedin twins? It's so crazy. Yeah, I, well, I mean, maybe maybe uh, Boston isn't looking so stupid at this point for trading him. Nah, wouldn't, go that, wouldn't go that far? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you just don't flush away a, a top two defense, but he's going to figure it out. I mean, that guy's way too good. You know, if they wanted yeah. to, they wanted to trade him our way, I'd, I'd take him in a heartbeat. If he's a head case, though, dude, may, you know, I mean, there's been there's been guys who have had extreme skill, guys like Alexander Semin. Okay, but he didn't play like a head case for one minute in Boston. I mean, he was yeah. good. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, if he's uh, annoying, that well, fine. You know, he's a grown man still called Dougie. Whoa. Dude. Greg, Greg Sig's hurdle looks 100% better than last year playing with Marlowe and Ward. He looks like a completely different player to the point where I'd love to see Couture play with Cherney and Wingles when he comes back. Are you going that far? No. Neither am I. No. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I think it's encouraging to see what you see from Hurdle, and 
I mean, you know, Joe and Marlo are not going to be here forever. They're going to be here another season and a half. Right. So, well, I mean, who knows? You know, what's <laughs> we'll really going to happen? Him again. But uh, we need Hurdle to be a top six forward and a top two center. So that's right. You know, if he can develop into that, outstanding. Dude, Leafs fans still think Stamkos will sign with them. This this strikes fear into my into my heart. There's there was rumors that Stamkos is going to get traded to Calgary. Now there's rumors that Stamkos is going to sign with Toronto. This is my number one draft pick. Dude. It's a lock that, that if Stamkos leaves, I am dead. It's a I lock, one hundred percent dead. They're going to trade Stamkos to the Leafs for like Tyler Bozak, <laughs> Matt Stajan, and even though he doesn't uh, play there anymore, and uh, they'll uh, throw in. Let's see. Uh, Winnick because he gets traded all the time <laughs> and Roman Polak dude oh God, I yeah. mean uh, so hard to know you know what what's really in the heart of some of these guys I mean if he wants to play in Canada and he wants to play in Toronto then he's got every right to do it it would completely destroy that Tampa Bay franchise that has the potential to be a really good team for a yeah. decade you yeah, know, if, yeah. if they can keep it all together. But I still, I have a hard time believing that he would walk away from that midstream, you know, but. It, it scares me to death. Sure, it should, dude. It should. Take a look at that. Take a look at that cup up there. Take a look at that. I see it, dude. Vegas cup. <laughs> okay, great. Anyway, uh, let's see. I'm sorry. Here, take the camera. I got to see where, where we're at in terms of time. I know this is going on too long as it is. Where are we at here? Oh, okay. We're not there. We're not quite at 30. Okay. Um, actually, uh, Kevin mentioned uh, us signing up with pay, uh, Patreon, which is a service where you can uh, get paid for doing stuff. I don't know if people know who Amanda Palmer is, but um, and there's a band called Pomplamoose that started this called uh, the guy named Jack. I can't remember his last name. Started this service where you can like say, hey, uh, you know, if you give us 10 cents per podcast, then we could do something. I don't know what, uh, it's a good idea. And I, I do like the model of Patreon for, um, for just supporting art. Although this is certainly not that, uh, I don't know. It's, it's something interesting to look into. If anybody else has an opinion on it, I'd certainly like to hear about it. I I don't think the hosting fees are too onerous, so I don't think we need a lot of money here, but he does say we might need more beer money at the games. If Martin gets injured, which is a hundred percent true. I mean, if, if we're seeing the, the Dylan Burns pair, I'm, I'm definitely going to be draining the old bank account on, you know, the beers are like 10 bucks now. Oh, but you know, it's like rocking a hard place. You got, you got Dylan and Burns on one hand and $10 beer on the other. It's like, which do you choose? Sober Dylan and Burns, dude? Is that what you choose? No. Yeah. I don't think you can make that choice. That's tough. That's tough. Anyway, interesting idea. I don't know if we're definitely going to do that, but it isn't. Thanks for the uh, suggestion. Um, dude, I do want to talk about, uh, I know last week I did a call to action for iTunes reviews. We got a couple of iTunes reviews. Uh, there's one in particular that I really like that was written by a person who's not from San Jose. Um, so the bar has been set so far, but we do have time left. I think, uh, we might call it in another week or two. If you want to review us or just rate us on iTunes, if you're not the wordsmith, we could use the rating on iTunes. Our iTunes, we, are, we have 45 five-star reviews and five four-star reviews, which is really, really good. 
That's that's surprisingly good. I, I thought someone would just give us one star as a goof. Now, now they, they will. They now I know. I, just Dude, as I said that, uh, just as I said that, I'm like, now some bastard's going to do that. <laughs> but anyway, there, there already are some good reviews in the last few days. And I should mention again that if you uh, give us a good review or just an interesting review, it doesn't have to be a, a positive review. If it's the most entertaining review, uh, there is going to be a prize. So that could be cool. Uh, to be named later. I know, uh, I think only one of you may have, um, <laughs> may have sent me, uh, it sent me, uh, who it is. And that's this person who took the name, nicknames are awful. And I don't know if you're the, the front runner, but you do have a really good thing about your review, which means, which is that he didn't know my name. He says, if you have found your, your pod, if so, do you love the San Jose Sharks? If so, then you have found your podcast soulmates here in the dudes, Doug, and I forgot the other guy's name. Great stuff. <laughs> and I also like how if you scroll down about three lines of text, it says Mike and Doug right there. So if he read any other review, he would know what the other dude's name was. So, I, But I give him extra points because if that, was, if that was actually as a goof, then that's pretty funny. And I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that very much. But I have to say this other one here at the top. Hmm. It's kind of the front runner. Oh, boy. Right wow. now. It's tough to beat. Tough to beat. Anyway, so get those reviews in and we will do a, a judging at some point. And, and there will be a prize. And it might be one of these, actually, if you can see this. Mm-hmm. You have to look at, the, look at the periscope to find out what that is. And um, anyway, so I just wanted to get that out there, dude. Nice, uh, dude. Let's see. Uh, let me uh, go back to the emails. I think we're good, dude. I think we have covered everything we want to cover. Let's look ahead. Let's yeah, we look, got uh, we got look. Nashville at home, dude. We've got a road trip to Dallas and a road trip to Colorado. I think so. there's Florida in there, too, isn't there? I don't think so. Oh, am I wrong? I think you're wrong, dude. Why don't you click on the schedule? I did that. You need to... Uh, yeah, Nashville, Dallas, Colorado, Columbus, and Florida right, coming dude. up. And then uh, on the 7th, we have Anaheim at home, which I am definitely looking forward to. So Could di- be the Randy Carlisle uh, Anaheim Ducks back <laughs> back in action again. It How could be, dude. So, so funny. So Dallas is... Dallas is at the top, dude. I believe I didn't necessarily have that one, but Dallas is at the top of the central right now, dude. Is Dallas legit or is this just a little pop that they got from getting Patrick Sharp? And uh, how dangerous? Patrick Sharp's not even playing well. How dangerous uh, is Dallas right now? Oh, they're dangerous. I mean, the, uh, Ben and, and Sagan are elite players. I mean, they're. They're playing awesome. Those two guys, they're awesome. Spets is good. He anchors that second line. They've got some decent puck moving D. Their goaltending still stinks, but we know that those guys, you know, Letton and Niemi, they can play well in stretches. So they're playing well right now. So Dallas is uh, playing well, dude. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. They're gonna, they're gonna fade. But it might not be before we see them. So that's gonna be a tough matchup. Dude, Columbus is on a two-game winning streak after losing <laughs> eight in a row. Dude, to start the we season. gotta talk about Torts. Torts in Columbus, dude. <laughs> I mean, what a crazy, crazy start to the year. Columbus, Torts. They lose Did all Brandon eight in Dubin- regulation. Like, what color were Brandon Dubinsky's shorts after that <laughs> happened? Gosh, you've got to Not imagine, blue. That guy must have been like, oh. Yeah. Reunited again. <laughs> and it feels so, so good. good. You uh, know... 
It's disappointing to see Columbus under Torts's reign because that team was a pretty exciting young team and they were playing terrible to start the year, no doubt. But that's not the right coach for this team. He's going to stifle whatever youthful enthusiasm they had and turn them into a disturbing two-to-one, grinded-out type. They don't have the D to play in that fashion anyways. You know, They're going to have to do some major roster reconstruction. Chris but. thinks they're now going to be 74-8. and eight. Oh yeah, that's what he said. Well, you're seventy four and eight under Torch. They're just gonna they're just gonna rip off seventy four in a row now. <laughs> That'd be a funny story. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, what other surprises are there? You know, I mean, how good Nashville is, I guess, is a bit of a surprise. You know, the Central, all those teams playing well. Montreal looks like they're gonna lose their first game tonight, but they're undefeated currently, dude. Yeah. Uh, Florida, you know, Boston got off to a terrible start. They've kind of righted the ship a little bit. Defensively, Boston, terrible. I mean, terrible. Giving up actually the second, fourth most most goals, you know, Calgary, Edmonton, and then, you know, Columbus, and then Boston. Like, you don't usually think of them as being so porous defensively, but they've they've been really bad, and Rask has not been very good. Um, Toronto, I guess about what you would expect, dude. I mean, is, I mean, is the most disappointing team Anaheim? I mean, I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, I, they just, I, I, they, they look completely rudderless at this point, and I think they have five games or less to to show something, or else Boudreaux's gonna gonna walk. Yeah, I mean, it might not even be that long. What I mean, team has Chris wants to know what team has disappointed us so far? What what's been the most disappointing team do you think, dude? Columbus? I, I mean that's the easy way out, but is there another team that 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 strikes your fancy? Well, I I'm I mean other than the Ducks, you know. I'm and, not that surprised about Calgary. Calgary's no, I'm advanced not, yeah. Calgary's advanced fast last year were not good. They looked like they, there was a, quite a bit of luck and for them to come out of the gate a little slow does not actually surprise me very much, so I'm I'm not surprised there. Um, yeah, I I guess maybe I would say I would wish Ottawa. I was, I was I mean, hoping Pittsburgh. Would, I was hoping Pittsburgh would be better. Yeah, maybe Ottawa. I might have thought they. They. I mean, they've really you know they've lost four in a row also, so uh, they're not playing very well. They started well. They they're not playing very well. Vancouver's really. Uh, taking a nosedive after starting well, too. They've also lost four in a row, though they were beating Montreal tonight. So definitely, the, I think the Ducks are in a class by themselves. I mean, a team yeah, that was yeah. in this in in the Western Conference Finals last year and now is on the brink of, of finding a new coach because they're not going to make any trades, right? No, they're certainly not going to dump good players and go young. No, no. They, I mean, they have to win now. They're completely structured to win now, and so many people pick them not necessarily only to go to the Western Commerce Finals, but to win the Stanley Cup. Some people pick them to go to the Cup Finals and maybe even win the whole thing. Well, I hope that they are self-destructing, and that could be the Sharks' benefit, because you look at the Pacific, and you know the Kings also... I mean, they got off to a terrible start. They've been playing very well. They've won six in a row. They look like the Kings of old. And Arizona cannot possibly keep up the pace that they're at. You know, they... 
they're not a good team. I mean, the window is there. Vancouver's not good. Edmonton's not good. Calgary's playing bad. The Ducks are in a bad spot. If the Sharks can just pull their head out, you know, they should be the second seed, you know, at the very worst. So pull your head out, Sharks. Well, they got some, they're playing some teams where they have the opportunity to do that. I mean, other than Nashville, I guess Dallas, you can call a good team yeah, because they happen to be at the top of the well. standings. I mean, but Colorado is playing poorly as well. So we have Colorado and Florida. But I do worry, dude. I, I am concerned. I mean, I, I, I'm worried that I don't know why. I, I don't have a good feeling about this week. Like, I feel like the Sharks are, are poised for a continued letdown. If but, Paul Martin's back in the lineup, dude, I'm feeling better. Dude, they've been undefeated with Paul Martin. Now you're t- talking me into it, dude. Three and a week. <laughs> dude, hopefully we'll be back again at a regular time. I'd like to do Sunday again if possible, but I know scheduling can be tough. But uh, I appreciate everybody to tune in at this off time for Periscope. And uh, I think I think it might be Greg who is actually posting these on YouTube if you really want to see us. I don't know why you would want that, but let's say you did. Um, you can you can do that. And um, we appreciate the reviews and the questions and all that stuff at questions at dudesonhockey.com. Let's see. Can they beat Can they beat these teams this week, dude? They got some rest. They got some practice in. I want to see them against a good team in Nashville. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.